To have and to hold, in sickness and in health, unless you become a zombie, then I promise to shoot you in the head. When life closes a door, it opens a window, and then zombies climb in and eat you. Hello, and welcome to episode 424 of Under the Cult of MS. This is a Thursday Comics and Health episode. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Those were both anonymous quotes. From what not, what, who knows, what have you. But we have a nice big pile of comics still left from the other day, plus a couple more that I read since then. So I think we should get to it. And we're going to start out with Dynamite Never Dies, number four. We're seeing Red Sonia's crew and Tarzan's crew and Is it John Carter of Mars? And there's... I can't think of the name of the guy that's got the Shazam style outfit. It just lost me but yeah you see him battle it out with all the animals it's like the mutations not only affected the humans and you got the vampiric draculon characters smiley's red sonia's sword which she transferred him into that form i believe last episode or the episode before that the gorilla's got four arms, two legs. Uh, looks like even the tigers, all the jungle creatures seem to have like four, four front limbs. So I don't know how they, if everything just got transformed from a virus or if these creatures were living here, if they're Draculani style creatures or what's going on, but you get to see a pretty big battle in this one happening with the crazy, dead old-looking old lady, and we're going to be playing a game, it looks like, in the next episode. I'm not going to ruin what style game or whatever. You'll have to read the book to find out. But it looks like our characters are going to be part of a live gaming experience. So that should be a lot of fun. It's always fun watching characters deal with an atmosphere like that. Next up, we have Little Monsters number four. It's like a lot of our runs are on the number four all of a sudden. But in here we get a little bit deeper story on the children getting that were turned into vampires and seeing that they're finally giving up on the elders that told them to stay and wait. And 
I'm thinking maybe the elders were like, hey, they're little demon creatures. Let's just let them stay here and starve to death and we'll get the hell out of here while we can before they eat us or something like that. But I don't know for sure. Uh, I thought I only read like two issues of that series and all of a sudden I'm on issue four. Same with the dynamite never dies i feel like i missed out on number three and same with the next one i'm going to review loaded bible blood of my blood number four it's like i just feel like for some reason i got skipped over on all my third issues but i could have read them just don't remember them who knows i mean these stories are okay but they're not that good that they're i'm remembering much of it in this loaded Bible, Blood of My Blood one, we have the big battle coming to fruition between Dracula and Jesus and all the followers and everything that's happening between everybody. And you're watching this big battle and what's going on, and it's getting. I don't know. It, it's making the story a little interesting again, but this is one of the choppiest art form, art layouts I've ever seen because one moment you're watching a character that's winning, next moment it looks like that character's dying. Uh, you're missing out on the gaps in between, and that's what I don't like. It's like making it so so willy-nilly so loose loosely done uh i don't even know how to explain it but i just feel like i'm missing out on so much of the story by them cutting things out that should be showing should be represented or something and next up a fun one for the family another art baltazar book another new character by Art Baltazar, at least I believe it's a new, new, new character. This is Meteor Might. I love this character. Uh, we get to see him battling, well, kind of learning about his powers and at how he got his powers and all that stuff. Then we're also getting a little storyline of him dealing with problems and his pals just so happen to get a little bit of power also and some things happen to them and they help him deal with his issues and i love that eventually it crosses over with oh yeah comics wrestling aycw <laughs> and of course you got caleb and kaz in there it's like they're They've had a couple comics now done by Oh Yeah Comics Group. But, uh, yeah, even Mr. Bear's part of the wrestling tournament thing going on. But yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun seeing this character and what happens with this character and who the friends are. It's like I'm not sure Meteor might could could be a girl and it doesn't really matter male female 
whatever he she it is i like them i think they're awesome i am looking forward to more stories with the meteor mike character it's fun seeing all the little critters of the world seeing them get their representation <laughs> you don't see them when you're stepping on them But artbaltazar.com, great place to get all your, oh yeah, comics, goodies. Uh, it was just, yeah. Another great one for the family-friendly nighttime, bedtime story book lineup for families to get kids into comic books. Always check out, oh yeah, comics for all your family-friendly comic needs. Then we got, finally got MFKZ, number six. Again, I feel like I missed an issue or two of this one. Uh, just, we're back with the guys, seeing them trying that basically get away from OutRun the black octopus entities that are after them while they're also trying to hunt them down and figure them out. And while we're dealing with that, they happen to come across an interesting little gal who they help out. And they also get their little bat friends. Got a little storyline in here. The wrestlers are uniting for some like-minded purpose and i think a lot of stuff's gonna happen here pretty quick i was hoping this was not gonna go over five issues i was wishing we would have had us finished to this story already but we didn't so we gotta deal with what we get and see where it goes but i'm not sure if i'll go beyond this I wanted to finish the story out, but I also didn't want it to go this long. Uh, six issues would have been fine. They could have finished it off here. But instead, we're still left hanging with some answers that we're looking for. Some fun artwork in the back of the book. But I figured by now we would have had a big event with the wrestlers doing some stuff and... Working with the two little dudes. But we also, the nice little surprise in this one was we also did see that the cockroaches are still alive from the one character's apartment. And they go off on their own mission to, to kind of represent their buddies. And help them out. And you just got to see. See what's going on with them. And by reading the story. But. Definitely interesting. Unique. Different style story. But I want it to end. I wanted it to be a short one. I don't want it to go with 12 issues. Which I'm not sure if it is. It could be going 9. But it's definitely going over 6. 
because we don't have the complete answers yet. So they're going to milk this out probably for another six issues, <clears throat> which they could easily do. And the guys are on the run. They can do an issue issue every time they stop somewhere and have to deal with the authorities and the entities and all the problems that they have going on. Speaking of problems, are you on the naughty list? We have naughty list number two. I'm still loving this story. This one, uh, I was, I'm curious how long it's going to go since they started us with this in the middle of summer. I was hoping it would end by Christmas, but we will see. But we get to see uh, our Sinterklaas character. That's uh, on a mission with his head elf to find out what's going on with the naughty list. And while they do, they happen to go to some interesting horse track racing betting site, hunting someone down. And when they do, they find out that Comet is being tortured and used for racing. And Comet's old and has a bad heart. Well, at the same time, all the other elves are having all kinds of issues with their addictions and their problems at home while Sinterklaas and the head elf are out trying to get some more information on who stole the naughty list. And we do find out some answers in this issue. And we also get to watch them dealing with this, these characters with Comet. Comet 18, I think, or something like that. They called Comet. But, uh, yeah, it's just, it's fun watching him do his thing to try and get the answers that he needs. And I'm definitely enjoying this run. I'm very glad I jumped on it. I almost didn't. But why not have a good Christmas story around July? We're halfway through the year. May as well throw a Christmas story or two in. Because speaking of that, our next one is Scary Christmas 2, number one. (laughs) This is your Elvira creep show, Tales from the Crypt style layout. With a variety of storylines that are Christmas related. Starting with one story of a child learning. I mean, it's called Frankenclaus. 
it's basically a story of a child learning about the truth about Christmas and Santa Claus and getting picked on by kids. It's that he's at that age where he has those issues. We get to learn some things about Santa Claus in here. That was fun. Then we got the gift of death is the next story where we happen to come across the evil little evil little girl that wants to trap Santa Claus and is obsessed with it because all Santa ever does is bring her coal. And we get to see what happens in that story, and it's very interesting. Lots of fun. Great way to look at things. And then we have I Saw Mommy Kissing Nosferatu which is a Santa Claus vampire crossover story. That was also enjoyable and interesting. Unique in its own way. But yeah, I I love that. I loved all these stories. And then we get a little teaser of a preview at the end of Beware the Witch's Shadows, Night Frights, which I have coming up coming to me on my pre-order list, but we get a little crocka character, a crocka human, and a crocka child type characters live in the swamp and seeing what they're dealing with in their life. It was enjoyable and great. Well done, well written out, well laid out. Done by American Mythology Productions, which does a great job with all their books that I've read and enjoyed. I mean, I've had some issues with certain things, but especially Fright Night. Next up, I don't know if I ordered this or if it was thrown in free. I don't know if I, I don't remember ordering this, but I got Who's Who in the Ah Yeah Comics Universe number one. Again, by Art, Art Baltazar, all signed from the Ah Yeah Comics group. But it's got a variety of the Ah Yeah Comics characters in here. Get to learn about them. Get, I mean, let's pick one out here. Let's, let's go with. Princess Matilda, our pink little octopus gal that we met in the sea in one of our storylines, but she is a sea creature. Her powers are love powers. When she gets happy, she gets, she grows and spreads love and all that stuff. She's the princess of the deep sea and loves action cat. She comes from a species that grows larger from love. She likes to give kisses and she is somehow related to the evil Marquaid. Her first appearance was Aya Comics number zero. And she was created by Art Balthazar. And a little bonus thing is she has a shrieking love cry that can shatter windows. 
It's just all these characters have those fun little things that you can learn about them. And it's a great, great way to introduce your kids to all the characters before they get into reading them about them. That way they'd know a little bit more. It's like you got Action Cat and you got his alter ego, Cornelius. You got a description for each of them. And then you got the Action Cat and the Action Cat classic outfit. You got the stealth outfit. You got Alice, who is the alter ego of that Action Cat character. The female Action Cat character. And you got, like, event, Adventure Bug and his alter ego, Aloysius. And I don't want to keep giving them all away, but you get a lot of the characters. You get a good variety of all the characters in here. I mean, we're missing some of them. A variety that he'll have to add on eventually. But the majority of them are in here to get you with the starting characters. I'm sure we'll have a who's who number two coming out eventually because now that he's doing the mite character the spider monkey character and there's just so many new characters that he's that art's been popping up with and he's got some more that he wants to draw up stuff with so eventually down the road we'll have another one of these i'm sure with a variety of more characters because it's not taking him long because he's whipping out a lot of characters left and right now we're going to finish off the comics with Willie's Wonderland, number two and number three. And this rolls, this is, this makes the rest of the prequel leading up to the movie perfectly. I mean, it explains so much more. It makes the movie make sense. I believe it was on Netflix if it's still there. Uh, but if you watched the movie before reading the comics, you may be a little confused on who the Nicolas Cage-style character is. But this explains that a little more, what happened in the past and stuff. So you can understand why it ended up the way it did in the movie. And then you get a little teaser in the back of the second one for uh, Fright Night, which I wish I would have got this before I ordered my Fright Night. But nah, I would have still ordered it because it's a, one of the things for the wife to enjoy. It's one of her classic vampire movies. You got to add it to the collection no matter what. I just wasn't overly thrilled with the artwork and I was being fussy about it. And then in the sec in the third one, you get a preview of the Grunch from American Mythology Productions, which I talked about, I believe, last week or the week before. That was another interesting new run from American Mythology Productions. So I enjoyed that. I like that, the way they did that comic. I'm looking forward to more of it. I think it was like the Brotherhood of the Grunch or something. 
But yeah, check all those comics out if you're interested in any of them. See what's up. See if you find some fun stuff for you. Uh, as far as all my other stuff goes, still got a few minutes. I can talk about some other things. Uh, there's, I don't know if you've seen the Hyundai Tucson commercial with the auto parking feature where the jackasses get out of their car and it automatically parks itself right in between two cars where it's so tight that the other people, when they come out to get in their cars, aren't going to be able to get in their cars. And so I thought that was a really dickish commercial. They might have pulled it because I haven't seen it since. So I'm not sure about that, but I thought that was really dickish how they laid that out. It's like, yeah, go buy a car that parks itself and then be a dick and park where people can't even open their driver's side doors. And then you're going to end up with a bunch of broken windows and shit on your vehicle for being a dick. And that's what's going to happen. People are going to get pissed that they come out before you. And then they want to leave and they can't because they're parked in because of you auto parking your vehicle tight against them. So I don't know. I was really surprised by that. Uh, I did go to see the new Jurassic Park film. I don't even know the name of it. (laughs) I went because some friends were going. I'm like, I just need to get out, go to a movie. But I was not thinking that school is all out now. All the kids are out and about, out of school. So for the first time in a long time, go in the theater and the thing's packed. And of course, our row is all packed. The row in front of us is packed. And the two spots next to me just happens to be a father and his kid that the father sits down just munching, just pigging out the whole time. The whole movie, all he's doing is eating and eating and eating. It's like the kid has a little bit, and the father takes it away and just starts eating more and more. And while that's going on, the kid's the loudest character in the whole theater, won't shut up. <clears throat> when he does sit down, he's sitting there kicking my leg from his recliner chair. And then when he stands up on his chair, he's climbing on my shoulder and shit. And it's like, his dad ain't doing nothing. It's like, I wanted to say something, but I can't be my old self anymore. I'm trying to be a new person. I'm trying to keep my calm. I'm trying to, trying not to snap. But if I would have been the, the guy, the guy yelling at it, father and kid in a theater full of families, I mean, I would have more than likely been the bad guy in that picture. No one would have took my side anyways. And then you'd have a father sitting there covered in blood from me beating the crap out of him and his kid sitting next to him crying as he's staring there looking at his bloodied up dad. It's like that's not a good thing either. I just end up in jail because of that. And it's like, of course, the people I was with, oh, I would have, I would have done this. I would have done that. It's like, you really think it would have came out in your favor in the long run? In the long run, 
you'd probably end up like me, would have been in jail or something like that. Because even though we're the ones that are going through the stuff, people don't look at some of us the same way as they do other people. And that's how racial issues and all this other shit start. It's like people just don't treat other people correctly. But yeah, other than that, the movie, ridiculous. I I never liked any of the Jurassic Park films. I watched all of them, I thought. I don't think I've seen the last one, maybe. But all of them were one-watch type things. It was fun to see the dinosaurs. Other than that, the storylines are just absolutely stupid. I mean, really, we're going to live in a world with pterodactyls on top of the Sears Tower and watching our kids get attacked by little dinosaurs and animals get our pets getting eaten by dinosaurs. Yeah. I just, that was just such a stupid story. <laughs> it makes no sense from the start of that movie to the end of the movie. None of it made sense that they, anybody would allow that to happen. And then of course you get to see these giant creatures, playing with our creatures of today, that's not going to happen. They're going to eat them. (laughs) But yeah, I'm running out of time. So I will get back with the health portion right after this. Stick around or don't, but rate and review if you leave. Flour, water, salt, and yeast. That's all it takes. Flour, water, salt, and yeast. Happen to be. I'm waiting in between segments to get done downloading them. Catching up on some. Getting baked with Tom Papa. His YouTube cooking show that you can check out. And uh, he has his Tom Papa sourdough bread. How to start baking sourdough. And it's fun making your own stuff that you can, yes, you can pick it up in a store. Relatively reasonably priced, but you control it more if you make it yourself. And you can learn things. And he's... He started his whole sourdough revolution a couple years back. A couple few years back. And now he's franchising out into a variety of different shows. I think he's got a Food Network show. Tom Papa's always had some type of fun, interesting, comedic shows. But now he's getting into the cooking world the past couple years. It's very interesting watching people bake and use sourdoughs and working with the different ones and the different breads and all that. But sourdough is one of your healthier style breads. That's a better tasting, healthier style bread. So it's the way to go if you... 
I love when they you go on a page and they sit there and put some stupid ass advertisement up that does not allow you to even sit there and look at the page because they covered it up with some stupid thing that you have to click on to get rid of. I'm not clicking on it. It's not happening. Nope. It's not going to happen. Alright, we got basically sourdough starters. Oh, Jesus Christ. This one's got a dollar a week fee for you to access any more articles because I've already reached my limit of free articles. Well, this is from the New York Times and I looked at one article and I didn't even get to look at it and you cut me off with all them stupid advertisements and want me to click the little ribbon so it automatically takes a dollar from my PayPal for you every month or whatever. Not happening. And just if you want to play with breads at all, check out Tom Papa's Getting Baked with Tom Papa YouTube videos or just check out Tom Papa. He has a podcast. He has a variety of podcasts that he's done over the years. But he'll talk about his breads constantly. And he's one podcast now. He does sit down with people and basically give them some some of his homemade bread and uh, teach them tips and tricks working with different foods, especially basically most of the time it's working with breads, but he talks about other things too once in a while. And of course I can't even find my, uh, the channel that he's on. the podcasting thing that he has. Why can't I find it? It's This is... Everything is just a mess. I gotta get this area straightened up, get my files straightened up and organized. Get it so I can figure out what the hell I'm doing. Because this is not working. I am all over the place. It's just not. And at one time, everything was alphabetized. Then iTunes reset itself. And when it did, it reverted all my crap all over the place. And of course, I follow over 140 podcasts. So keeping up with them, any new ones or anything is not easy to do. And they just throw them now at the top of my list so now I got stuff all all mixed together and jumbled together but yeah just look up Tom Papa and you can look up Tom Papa on in your iTunes library and his old okay here it is the uh, breaking bread with Tom Papa it's so so simple I've been listening to it from the beginning and I still can't think of the damn name I love having an MS brain. It's just so wonderful. 
every day is new. Uh, you can go to MSAA, Multiple Sclerosis Association of America, if you want some extra information about living with MS. And they also have the MSAA Art Showcase that you can check out and possibly do some artwork if you want and uh, get it out there. See if maybe you could win an award if you're chronically ill and you uh, are into doing some artwork. You don't have to be an artist. You can be new to the thing and make your own. Who knows? Sometimes the weirdest looking stuff is the most loved. So I know I want. I had a pretty cool cool one laid out that I wanted to do and I never got it done in time for the showcase because when I thought the showcase was going to be apparently the entrance for the showcase had to be like six months before that that I had planned and so that didn't work out. Uh, you got to watch out for all the scams out there medical wise, all the natural products that in reality, if you tested them completely, you'd find out probably don't even have what you're looking for, what you think you're putting in your body. You're just mentally making yourself feel better by believing in the pseudo medicine, the, what do you call them back in the day? The witch doctors, the, uh, it's not the witch doctor. It's the uh, people that get a do testing. You'll get the half the group is on the real things. The other half's on the, you know, some people are yelling it at me, but I can't think of the name. I'm just going to get away from it. It'll pop in my head when I ain't thinking. But did you ever hear a Radithor? I think I talked about this before. It was a patent medicine that was well known. Was a well known example of radioactive quackery, and specific, specifically of excessive, broad, and pseudoscientific applications of the principle of radiation hormesis. Uh, Radithor was manufactured from 1918 to 1928 by. Bailey Radium Laboratories Incorporated of East Orange, New Jersey. The owner of the company and head of the laboratories was listed as William J. Bailey. I'm not sure. He was a dropout from Harvard Harvard College who was not a medical doctor. It was advertised as a cure for the living dead as well as perpetual sunshine. The expensive product was claimed to cure impotence and among other ills. <laughs> so it's like you got to research your medications because you could be taking something that looks good, but it, it end up being from a quack, from someone you can't trust. Placebo. 
That's the word I was looking for. Lots of that natural shit can be a, just a placebo. If you think it's working, then you might feel it working. But otherwise, it's really not doing nothing for you. But you may think it is. Uh, let's see. These are some interesting recipes, but they're from a Dr. McDougal. You can go to his website his or her website and they have like baked millet breakfast squares they actually look good for a nice little breakfasty fix that's probably healthier than a peanut butter jelly sandwich and they're this little little millet squares kind of like a cornbread square with some jam and then topped topped with some topped with a little dollop of jam and then a few berries of your choice. They have the red veggie burger. Looks pretty good using red onions and stuff. They have a Mexican potato salad. Yeah. I'm very picky on my potato salads. I like the creamy ones. I don't like the oily ones. That looks more like an oil one. They have a kale and white bean soup that looks good for a soup to a way to eat kale without being completely disgusted there's a peanut dressing but it looks like it's on it's over some some tofu that's atop some uh, what you call it sprouts cucumber slices carrot slices and tomato slices or actually maybe red bell pepper slices they have a palak kachati. It's a spinach rice and dal. Basically looks like fried spinach spinach rice. But yeah, you can go on their website. They have tons of recipes separated nicely by like breakfast, dips and spreads, entrees, their favorites, deserts and baked goods, Dressings and sauces, maximum weight loss recipes, salads and sides, soups, sandwiches and wraps. So, anytime you can find some healthy recipes, it's worth checking them out. See if they have ingredients you like. And if they do, give them a shot. What the heck? Why not? Uh, Let's see here we got. Got a healthcare journey website, healthcarejourney.com. That lets you know about seminars coming up that are MS related through programs like Biogen, Novartis, Genetech. You can register right through their site for those type of things. But otherwise, their site's basically got information, virtual MS center and more, that help, that help you learn what you can do to improve your health and fight multiple sclerosis if you're looking for some extra information. Let's look at some complications of multiple sclerosis. Yeah, 
corticosteroid-related complications because corticosteroids are no longer the first line of defense against MS. This is because of the risk of side effects of corticosteroids and the development of more effective MS treatments. Now corticosteroids are typically used only to make an attack go away, but I refuse to use it unless I'm in so severe I... In tears, unable to move, unable to make the bathroom, all that stuff. Then I'll do it, but otherwise I'm riding it out. I'm just going to milk it and see what happens. Because you spend five days doing steroids or however long, and then your symptoms are mellowing out. They might still be there a little. Same for me, five days later, and... Usually they're mellowed out. They're not as bad. And I can deal with them more, but I don't know. I constantly see people going in for them. Some complications from short-term oral corticosteroid use includes high blood pressure, fluid retention, pressure in the eyes, weight gain, mood and memory problems. For people... Few people should take corticosteroids long-term. However, if you do, you may be at greater risk for complications that include infections, high blood sugar, thin bones and fractures, cataracts, bruises, and reduced adrenal gland function. It's like, no, I'll take my chance and ride it out. You can keep your steroids. Uh, Bladder and bowel problems which usually include constipation, diarrhea, incontinence. The MS basically causes interruptions in the signals between our brain and the urinary tract and bowel systems, which means that sometimes the body doesn't receive the message that it's time to release waste. And sometimes it Nerve damage may also affect signals to the brain along with muscle function in the parts of the body that release waste. And all of a sudden you're walking and you're pissing or crapping yourself. And it really sucks when, like me, for, I I wish I would have wrote dates down, but for over 30 years of my life, being numb from the bottom of the ribs to my toes... And my forearms and fingertips. Half the time I can't feel or tell while I'm when I'm going to the bathroom. And if I'm wiping, <laughs> I half the time I can't most of the time I can't tell if I'm getting it <laughs> between the feelings in my hands and the feelings in my ass. It's a strange new world. But yeah, I have all kinds of wonderful complications like that that I've I've learned to adapt to. If I feel the slightest twinge or something, I'll get to it. I'm pretty good at catching most things, but I have my accidents. My happy little accidents. (laughs) They're not happy little accidents, trust me. I'm just thinking about happy little trees by a certain painter 
uh, mental health complications. According to the MS Society of Canada, people living with MS experience higher rates of depression and bipolar affective disorder. Depression may be connected to changes in brain tissue caused by MS. It may also be the result of the emotional changes of living with the condition. Some people with MS may feel a sense of isolation and face career, economic, and social challenges. It's like, I can't have friends over here anymore unless I'm doing something like sitting outside for a fire or something. Because Ma just freaks out, thinking that everybody's out to get her. Uh, so I don't see hardly any friends anymore, and I'm in contact with hardly any of my friends anymore. They always use the thing, well, you never get a hold of me, but I'm the one that got a hold of you the last three, four, five times. Why don't you get a hold of me once? Make me feel like you want me to get a hold of you because, I mean, if you don't ever message me or contact me, I assume you don't really want to hear from me. Uh, It's just amazing how well-liked and loved and cared about and talked about you can be, and then one day, all those people just disappear. And it's like, but if I all of a sudden appeared with a mini, mini school bus and was willing to take anybody anywhere, I bet you most of those people would pop out of the woodwork. Uh, if I was one, uh, a lot, a few grand in the lottery or something i bet you they'd pop out of the woodwork but they just don't they don't care once you get a disease you're just basically tossed to the side not really wanted to deal with they know if they do hang with you that they're gonna have to deal with your issues if anything arises when you're around them but yeah Sometimes it's easier, sometimes it's harder to deal with just not seeing people anymore that you used to spend a lot of time with. Isolation can cause lots of mental, mental issues. And then bipolar affective disorder may also be a side effect of MS progression or certain medications such as corticosteroids and yeah, enough nephew that's bipolar, and I relate to a lot of his issues, so I know that I'm also bipolar to an extent. But vision changes can be a, a problem with MS. They occur as MS progresses. You may experience some of these symptoms for a short time, or they may become permanent. Possible vision complications include blurry vision, diplopia, double vision, nystagmus, uncontrolled eye movements, or vision loss, all of which I have and still deal with occasionally. Cognitive impairment 
is another annoying complication. Many people believe MS only affects mobility, but about half of the people living with the condition develop cognitive issue. I call bullshit. You're using numbers again, saying half. I guarantee it's way more than half. Every damn person I know with multiple sclerosis has lots of cognitive issues. So, I think you need to redo your research. Uh, but yeah, MSers can develop cognitive issues like memory loss, slower intellectual processing. These issues could also result in reduced problem solving, verbal, abstract reasoning, and visual spatial abilities. These changes in cognition are likely from brain atrophy or lesions caused by MS. There's sensory impairment. People with MS may have a feeling of numbness or other physical sensations. Dysthesia is a painful form of these sensations. This condition can cause aching, burning, a feeling of tightness, such as the MS hug, which is a feeling of tightness in the chest that makes it hard to breathe. This condition can be a form of dysthesia or the result of a spasm. Often this symptom passes on its own without treatment. If the symptom persists, there are medications to treat sensory complications, including amitriptyline, duloxetine, baclofen, and gabapentin. Uh, I've used all but gabapentin so far. Right now I'm focusing more on baclofen again. I went off it for a long time because I was up to Oh, I was up to about nine pills a day, and the doctor's like, take as many as you need. It doesn't matter. You need to take 10, 20, whatever. It's like, well, they're muscle relaxers. If I'm taking five every couple of hours, and I'm out driving on the road, I could lose the ability of all my limbs. That's not smart, but doctor didn't care. He was just prescribing away, trying to help me get rid of my spasticity issues. But yeah, the MS hug is, it's one of my top five annoying, maybe even top three annoying pains that are associated with MS. And last night as I'm in so much pain right now, my deformed foot, the ankle and top of that foot are in severe pain. All of a sudden, I start walking around yesterday after doing something. I get up and start walking around, and instantly my right heel is like a knife going right up through the heel as soon as I put pressure on that foot. So I put pressure on the left foot. I got severe pains in the ankle and top of the foot, and I can hardly put pressure on it half the time. Same. And then with the right foot, I got the pre- the pains in the heel and can hardly put any pressure on <laughs> most of the time. And I'm um, using a cane that doesn't help because no matter what, you got to put pressure on one or the two feet. And 
that's when the Seer Walker comes in handy. But uh, I still got to get around. I got to get to the bathroom. I got to let the cat out. I got to go up or downstairs. And that's my biggest worry is now that I'm dealing with these issues combined that there's a good chance that I'll probably take a spill down the stairs in the next week or two if one of the pains don't start to dissipate and go away. I have my injections for my feet scheduled, but they can't get me into until uh, August. So it's got to deal with it until then. Then there's venous thromboembolism. Venous thromboembolism, VTE. Occurs when a blood clot travels through the bloodstream to a vessel, causing a blockage. Uh, This is partly because people living with MS typically have risk factors for VTE. They include disability, spasticity, muscle stiffness, lack of mobility, and steroid use. To reduce the risk of VTE, people with MS can focus on overall care including eating a healthy diet and improving mobility as much as possible. It's pretty much our life, trying to work on mobility and stuff. But MS is largely an individual journey, but you can get support to help meet your physical, medical, and emotional needs. Learning about complications and how to prevent or manage them is one way to be proactive about your health. Communicate with those who care about you when you're dealing with MS complications. You can meet the challenges of life with MS with the help of your family, friends, and doctors. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Do we have anything fun that we can... Yeah, we're running out of time. I don't think we have time to get into those. I'll save those for next time. But yeah. Other than that, be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Kick the shit out of the monster. Rate, review, tell a friend, subscribe, send messages, questions, comments to kevintheduckpool at gmail.com. Tell a friend. Let us know whether you like it the show hate the show or whatever we don't care we'll give you your shout outs we'll talk about whatever you want see what happens just give us some information and we'll go from there i actually haven't checked that email in a while so i suppose i better in the next two days it's going to be near 100 degrees here so I'm going to sit there and be doing a lot of stuff inside. Maybe I'll get some of that gone through too and get some other stuff organized. We will see what happens. But until then, behave yourselves, enjoy yourselves, be good to yourselves, and we'll get back to you again sometime soon. Behave. Take care.